What do you see when you look in the mirror? Are you happy with that image or does it make you feel bad about yourself? Today, I'm going to be talking about the relationship between trauma, self-image, and our personal style, a subject which is really near and dear to my own heart and my own experiences. And I hope that you really enjoy this deep dive into how our mindset is shaped by the experiences of our past. Hey there, lovely. Welcome to Personal Style for Christian Women. Are you tired of walking into your closet and feeling like you have nothing to wear? Do you feel frustrated when you look in the mirror and feel frumpy and icky in your clothes? Do you want to build a wardrobe that is authentic, timeless, and easy in a way that honors God and His plan for beauty and femininity? Hey there, I'm Stacy. I'm a crazy busy homeschooling mom of six. I used to look in the mirror frustrated and uncomfortable in my clothes and wish that I could just look and feel good and maybe get a compliment from my husband. I wanted to have fewer clothes that I really loved, discover my personal style to feel joyful and creative, and appreciate my body at every size and stage. But I was terrified what people would think if I dressed for myself and let go of trends and expectations. Then I discovered how to have confidence in the way God created me and His plan for beauty. In this podcast, you'll find style tips from color to body type, the magic of having less with a capsule wardrobe, and biblical mindset tips so you can bring your inner beauty to the outside. So go put in your favorite earrings, fix that hair, and let's dig in. Do you ever find yourself standing in front of your closet, overwhelmed with the choices, feeling like you have nothing to wear? Are you constantly struggling to align your style with your faith, wanting to feel confident, but just not sure where to start? Do you wish that you had a supportive community of like-minded women that are on this journey with you. If you are nodding your head right now, that I'm so excited to share something incredible, something brand new, something that's not just about fashion, but about faith, confidence, and community. I would love to share with you the Radiant by Design Collective, an exclusive membership designed just for Christian women like you who want to elevate your style, boost your confidence, and deepen your faith. It's the only place where fashion and faith and self-image come together. With this new membership, you'll unlock a treasure trove of exclusive content, discover the secrets of dressing with purpose, understand the beauty of your unique inner self, and learn how to create a capsule wardrobe that aligns with your values. But you also get community and support. It's a sisterhood of other women who share your faith and your journey so you never feel alone. Throw in some monthly style challenges and a monthly Q&A session with me to get your questions answered in real time that helps you truly find your style and boost your confidence. So what are you waiting for? I would love to see you inside this brand new membership just for Christian women on their image and style journey. Head on over to radiantbydesigncollective.com to start your transformation today. I cannot wait to see you and get to know you and just guide you along this journey of faith, fashion, and friendship. So here we are, guys. It is 9-11, and if you are in the USA and you're over the age of 20, that probably may be more than 20. (laughs) I'm not sure. That probably has meaning for you, and I would love to have you just think for a minute. Where were you when you found out about the news on 9-11-2001? I can definitely remember where I was, and I think that it's because this experience, this situation, this event that happened is one of the defining 
historical events of my generation. And of course, I'm very on the edge of Generation X there, um, close to the millennials. And, and I think that it's probably true for both people. But I remember where I was. I was headed to work. I worked um, as a pharmacy technician. I was headed to work and I either ran out of gas or I got a flat tire on the way to work. And I ended up calling my ex because he worked at a car repair place and he was the only person I knew that could get to me and help me out. And he came and he told me, he was like, oh my goodness, have you heard? And I was like, no, what are you talking about? Have I heard what? And he was like, an airplane just flew into the World Trade Center in New York City. And I was like, what? And I didn't really think much about it, right? Because I was at an age and in a life stage where current events didn't really matter much to me. But I went to work and I remember all morning long, taking breaks to go into the break room, taking turns, excuse me, to go into the break room so that we could watch the news unfold. And it's just such a memorable experience. And I bring this up because obviously today is 9-11 and that is something that we are remembering today in America. But I also bring it up because it's a definition and it's an illustration of trauma And that's what I'm going to be talking about today is trauma specifically. Now, I know that for a lot of people, when we talk about trauma, people think that it has to be some big bad event, right? Like something like 9-11, some huge traumatic event that is inexplicably changing your life, changing your, your experience, your mindset, all of these things, right? But the truth is that trauma doesn't have to be a big thing. They call those big T's or big traumas. They don't have to be big things. They can actually be small things. Um, And it's interesting. I'll just share a little bit of my story. I was actually diagnosed with PTSD last November. So it's been almost a year now. And just like everyone else, I thought that PTSD or any kind of trauma response had to be a result of these big bad experiences. And I have a couple that are pretty notable. Um, And so they've kind of worked together in conjunction. And the reality is that they're different enough and they affect different areas of my life. And so I didn't really see the crossover. And I became really intrigued by just the study of trauma and how it affects us. Because the truth is also is that while I was going through this and I was learning about this, It's something that I have been seeing in my clients over and over again, Um, and not in a big trauma way. Some of them definitely have big traumas. They have histories of abuse. They have histories of neglect. Many of them have very dysfunctional family stories. I have clients with eating disorders. I have clients with chronic illness, and I keep seeing the manifestation of these experiences, of these traumas, if you will, come forth when we talk about our style, and so Earlier this summer, I took action because I keep, like I said, I keep seeing this come up in my clients. It's something that we keep talking about. And I'll be honest, I am not at all the greatest when it comes to comforting people and knowing the right thing to say. Like, I am the worst. I say the worst things to people. And I don't mean to. It's just, I just don't know what to say. I mean, and obviously I have my biblical faith. I can pray for you and I can spit out some scripture. I'm really good at that. But that doesn't always, that isn't always helpful. And as I became more privileged to see this with my clients, I felt so unequipped and I did not want to ever do more damage. That is something that I never want to be a part of is causing more harm and more damage just because I don't know the right thing to say. 
And so earlier this summer, I started a certification program for a trauma support specialist. And I'm still going through that. I'm about halfway through. It's been really interesting. And so some of the stuff that I'm sharing today is, of course, things that I've learned while I'm going through this studying on my own, obviously having this experience myself, struggling with this myself. And so this is just a a short, deep, quick, maybe dive into the role of trauma in our self-image and how we can use style as both a healing pathway, but also how trauma affects our sense of style as well. So before I really go into any other content, I do want to talk just a little bit more about the concept of defining trauma, which is what I sort of hinted at earlier. You know, we think it's these big bad things that happen in our life, and that can definitely be trauma, right? But trauma is not simply defined as some big bad things, um, some life-changing traumatic event. It can actually be um, a factor of complex trauma, which is ongoing, repeated, small traumas over time. And there's actually this really great little quick and short um, questionnaire that you can do. It's called the Adverse Childhood Events. And it basically scores the number of things that have happened to you as a child. And a lot of these things are ongoing, small, insidious type things. But people who have at least a score of four on this assessment are more likely to experience long-term problems in their health, their mental health, their overall wellness, right? These things don't just hit once and go away. Um, just like a big trauma doesn't hit you once and then you, you immediately get over it, right? These are the things that take long-term healing. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit here in a minute as well. But I want to talk about how our trauma affects our self-image. There's this incredible book called The Body Keeps the Score. And what they have found is that big traumas and these little traumas, um, this complex, ongoing buildup of life stressor situations over time, doesn't just affect how we think, it actually affects the health of our body. And if you think about it, the health of our body is a direct correlation with how we view ourselves, our self-image, our image ourself, our image of self, our perception of who we are, how we see ourselves when we look in the mirror, what we think about ourselves, what we say about ourselves, all of these things are self-image essentially. And I want to give a couple of examples. And these are hard examples. You know, these aren't easy things that we deal with. These are these are probably some of the bigger traumas that we're talking about. But if you If you have lost a child, whether it's miscarriage or you've had a child loss, like that is affecting how you perceive your body, which affects your self-image, right? If you have an eating disorder or history of eating disorder, that affects how you view your body, how you view yourself, the things you think and say about yourself. If you grew up in a home where you were constantly criticized for how you looked or how much you weighed or didn't weigh, that is affecting still to this day how you perceive yourself. And since personal style is simply a manner of presenting ourselves and our bodies and who we are to the outside world, it's obviously apparent that any traumas we're carrying, any long-term, ongoing mindset issues about who we are, how we look, and our self-worth is going to come out in how we get dressed, how we show up, and how we interact with those around us. And of course, one of the goals when it comes to personal style is being confident in your clothing, being confident in who you are, being self-assured, feeling like you are expressing your inner self authentically on the outside. All of these things are a part of our personal style journey. But if you don't have that confidence, it's really hard to manifest it, right? You can't just 
you can fake it till you make it, maybe. But the reality is, is that stuff in your head is the ongoing stuff. It's still gonna keep happening, right? And like I said before, healing is such a journey, right? It's not something that you can take medication for and you're gonna get better. Like it is not, (laughs) as somebody who is going through the healing journey for PTSD, it is not a one and done. Because the strange things that happen, especially when you have complex issues that have just gone on for a long time, um, is that each thing that you tackle sometimes brings up more things. Um, and so you're, you're constantly finding new ways of managing your stressors, um, healing those old wounds, finding new coping mechanisms, reframing the things that happened to you to think about these experiences in different ways. And if you are really feeling, I'm going to say this now before I keep going, If you feel like your life is being impacted by this, I strongly urge you to get help from a true professional in the area of mental health, um, support networks, therapy. Um, One of the best things for trauma and anxiety is a process called EMDR, which is basically a really amazing way of resetting the memories in your brain so that they're no longer activated as an immediate trauma response. I have been doing this. It has been so impactful. I had some really severe triggers to specific situations and things that happened and ways that people would touch me and that were completely innocuous and completely innocent. Sometimes even the way the kids, my kids would touch me just completely would set me off because of the things that happened to me. And I have found so much healing, so many things that I couldn't even, it was just like, don't, don't even think about touching me there. Like it's changed so much. Um, and so I want you to know that there is amazing help and amazing resources for you to do the deep healing work that you need to do to function better in your life overall. Now, having said that, I am going to share with you some great tools that can help you in relation to your style and your self-image journey to help you better align that image that you see in the mirror that is often a reaction and a manifestation of the things we're carrying, the traumas we've had, the little traumas, the big traumas, all the little negative experiences that we've had over time to help you manage some of those things in this realm of personal style. So the first thing I want to share with you is a little bit of information about um, the wellness wheel, which is a tool to help manage wellness moving forward. Because when we look at trauma and we look at how we're trying to heal trauma, we want to look at creating wellness as a whole person. We're not looking at just putting a Band-Aid on the situation, right? We want to heal. We want to get better. We want to move forward. And the wellness wheel is one really great way of looking at all the dimensions that help us to be a healthier person in a fully holistic sense. The wellness wheel is a mental health tool. It was developed by a mental health organization, and it comprises eight different areas, if you will, or dimensions of wellness. And I'm going to share them with you, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the ones that I use with clients um, now moving forward, and especially in this new membership that I've just started. This is something that we're doing as well to really try to bridge the gap between self-image and personal style. So the eight areas on the wellness wheel are emotional, Uh, which is coping effectively with life and creating satisfying relationships. Financial, which is obviously um, satisfaction with current and future financial situations. Social wellness, developing a sense of connection, belonging, and a well-developed support system. Spiritual wellness, which I find to be the most important, and I teach that as the primary, right? Expanding our sense of purpose and meaning in life. 
since this is a Christian business and I'm a Christian Christian business owner and I run programs for Christian women, we start with the spiritual wellness first. Um, the next one on the list is occupational wellness, which is personal satisfaction and enrichment derived from one's work or the things that we're involved in. It doesn't have to be just work. It can be volunteer work or hobbies or what God has called us to do, right? Um, the next one on here is physical, is recognizing the need for physical activity, diet, sleep, and nutrition. And I will say that um, your personal style kind of falls into this one, right? This one and also environmental, which is good health, pleasant, stimulating environments, um, the support well-being. So physical and environmental wellness are kind of the two where your personal style is falling in here. And then, of course, the eighth one on here is intellectual well-being, which is recognizing creative abilities and finding ways to expand knowledge and skills. And if you think about personal style as a creative outlet, obviously it can fall in this area as well. And when we look at the wellness wheel, we're actually talking about self-care. Self-care in these eight different areas. And I want to point out that self-care is not selfish care, right? Self-care is being a good steward of who God created you to be, the things he gave you, and managing them responsibly. So I have to say that every time I talk about self-care because I don't want you guys to think I've gone woo or out into left field. Um, I'm not promoting selfish care at the extent or at the expense of your family, your calling, who God's created you to be, right? I'm simply promoting stewardship and managing who you are and who God created you to be. So I want to touch just on a few of these areas that I mentioned were applicable to your style journey and give you a few tips on these. And then I'm going to wrap this up <laughs> because I feel like it's getting really long and it's really deep. And I just want to give you a few quick takeaways here. So I mentioned that there are really about four areas of the wellness wheel where our style comes into play. And so I'm going to talk about those in the order that I personally find them to be most important. There is no ranking or hierarchy to the wellness wheel itself. Um, but however, I feel that when you're applying it to different areas of your life, you do have to consider that some parts are more applicable than others. And I will say that I could probably go through, I can definitely go through every, every part of this wellness wheel and tell you how it applies to your overall self-care and your well-being and how you feel about yourself. Because again, we have to get dressed. We have to go out in public sometimes. We have to talk to people. And there's no way of getting around the fact that we are interacting. We are presenting ourselves. We are asking people to love us, sometimes judge us. Unfortunately, that's the way it works. But, you know, we are out there and our external self is, you know, it's it's not permanent. It is a very temporal state. And who we are on the inside is infinitely more valuable and important. But we live in a physical world and we have to live within those guidelines. Having said that, again, I rambled. Sorry, guys. But the first thing I teach is spiritual well-being because the reality is, is that all of the things that we're talking about, traumas, mindset, how you feel about yourself, um, God is the only one that can really heal those things. And you being plugged in to him and the Bible and your spiritual well-being is the first step every single time. Um, I will tell you that, you know, you, you can do nothing apart from God. His grace is sufficient in our weakness. All of these things, biblical truths, it's got to be there. So it's the very first thing. And that's why I talk about biblical definitions of beauty, who God says we are a lot, because we have to find that truth and we have to rest on that truth and we have to be so married to it that it is part of who we are, right? We don't question those things. We have to accept them fully as, you know, honest truth, biblical truth. It has to be part of who we are. 
The second thing I usually talk about is our physical well-being because, and this is from my personal experience again, I have found that when I am managing my body and my health and my general wellness in this area, my self-image is so much better. And it doesn't have to necessarily be because I've lost weight or because my clothes fit better, although those are great side effects and everybody's happy when their clothes fit just a little bit better. But what happens is that when you are taking care of yourself, when you are getting enough sleep, when you are eating healthy food, when you are moving your body mindfully and in honor of who you are as a person um, and in a way that resonates with you, obviously, you, you feel better. And when you feel better, your clothes feel better and you feel better in your body overall, you feel a sense of achievement, a sense of control over your body, which is aging without your input, right? Um, And it, it feels good to know that we are being responsible and we have a little bit of control over how our body responds and reacts and performs really on a day-to-day basis. The next area really impacted on the wellness wheel um, for our style journey is the environmental area. And the way I like to think about this is your environment doesn't have to be outside in nature, although that is definitely part of this part of the wellness wheel, but your environment is anything around you. And that includes your home, which houses your closet, which houses your clothes that you have to manage. And this is one of the reasons why I talk about capsule wardrobes and minimalism and having less and being mindful about how much you own, making your choices easier. All of these things are part of environmental wellness when it comes to our personal style journey. I did mention the intellectual area as being part of it because it's our creative pursuits. And for some people, getting dressed is just a necessity and they don't really enjoy the creative aspect. But for others of us, the creative aspect is really fun, putting together different colors and different outfits, um, just having fun with our wardrobe, expressing who we are in different ways. And so this can be another area where self-care and personal style can come together to promote wellness. And I said I was only going to touch on those four, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to hit the other four because I want you to see that paying attention to your self-image and your personal style can support your wellness in all these different areas, right? And when we support our wellness, we improve our overall well-being. We're coming closer to healing those things that hurt us so much and that cause us to feel less than. And that's really the thing here is I want you to stop feeling less than. I want you to feel good in who you are and who God created you to be, in the person that you're becoming. I want you to just feel freedom, freedom in Christ, freedom in who you are. And this is one great tool that I know that can do that for you. Okay, back to those other four things. So let's talk emotional, right? Emotional is basically those satisfying relationships, um, which also comes into social. But think about this. Like you look in the mirror, and I've talked about this before. You get dressed in the morning. It takes you 20 minutes. You're frustrated. You've been throwing clothes on the floor. You've got a pile to clean up later, right? Your emotional state is already going downhill because you've got too much to manage. You think poorly of yourself. You look in the mirror. You feel negative. Your emotional state is already on a downward spiral at the very beginning of your day. And so getting on grip on your personal style, healing your self-image, healing those wounds inside you um, in the way that you present yourself can be a huge change to how you start your day every day. Financial. I'm going to go ahead and say that this goes right back into environmental because it's, again, that stewardship portion, right? How are we managing our money? How are we managing our budget for clothing? 
How are we being responsible with our finances and what God has given us? All of these things, right? How we shop, how we declutter, all in the financial area of wellness. Social wellness. This is a big one for a lot of people, a lot of women mostly, not men. Men don't do this very much, but for women, we tend to get dressed for other women. We are impressing other women many, most of the time. I know that I will often pay far more attention to what I'm wearing to go out with a group of friends than I would to go out to dinner with my husband, right? Like, because my husband, you know, I see him a lot. He gives me compliments random times when I'm like, I do not look good right now. Why are you giving me a compliment? But, you know, it's just different, right? We're trying to impress other women. It's a comparisonitis issue. And so our personal style is a part of our social wellness. And then finally, let's talk about occupational. Um, for some of you, this is not going to be as much of an area, but for many of you, how you look and how you dress is a direct has a direct effect on your trajectory in your career, right? Um, and it's funny for me because this is my job, like my job, my occupational wellness is related to the job that I do very specifically. Um, and that was a hard lesson for me. I think I've talked about this before. I'm just getting sucked into Instagram and comparing myself to what other people in the industry are doing and trying to just pave my own path and cut my own trees down along the way, right? But for some of you, you know, how you look has a direct effect on whether you get promotions, whether your boss thinks you're capable, um, whether, you know, if not even specifically in your job field, but think about it this way. If you, if your kids are in school and you want to be on the PTA, you know, do, um, do they call, still call it PTA? I think it's called something else now, but you know, do the other moms think you're capable, <laughs> right? And so it does affect the occupational as well. And here's the thing. I am so passionate about this because the reality is that I didn't know this was a thing <laughs> until I knew it was a thing. And then it was so obvious to me. Um, I can remember the very first time it hit me how impactful our history is and how our traumas affect us. And this was with a client that I had no idea about her history. And I'll be honest with you, still to this day, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But I remember sitting there with her and talking about just some style stuff. And you know, when you go on the style journey with me, I lead you through some deep water sometimes and you have to to, ju to jump in the deep end and you have to dig through some of this ugliness inside um, because it's there and it's sitting there and it's stopping you from being the person that you were meant to be. And I remember sitting there and it was one of those, one of those deeper lessons we were digging through and she was so uncomfortable. And I can remember the stress on her face. It just stood out to me so well. I can remember how she was usually very articulate and she froze in her words and she was just kind of stumbling over what she was saying. I could see the stress in her neck as she just started to kind of rub her face in a way that I could tell was so anxious. And it was that first moment to me where I, I got off that call and I walked in the living room and I just sat there and my husband was like, what is going on with you? And I was like, I just never realized how much our style and what we think about ourselves is impacted by this mental mental portion of it, right? This mindset issue. And I'll be honest with you, I used to hate the word mindset. And if you hate me saying the word mindset, um, it's totally okay. And <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Because I used to think it was just like woo thing for people who were couldn't get themselves together, couldn't manage themselves. But mindset is a great word for it because it is everything that we come to in our style journey is literally a reflection of what is happening in our mind and in our hearts. And the only way 
to get through it is to go through it. (laughs) Um, And it may be a deep valley for some of you. um, And it may take you into deeper valleys that you don't want to deal with. I've seen that happen before too. I've seen people just hit a wall in their style journey because there's something there that's too big and they just can't deal with it. And I want to say that if you are on this process and you've been trucking along, maybe you've gone through color analysis and you're really starting to dig into your personal style and you're thinking everything's fine, it may very well be fine, right? But at some point, your mindset, your thought processes, your heart position on these areas is going to hit you. And I've come to realize that when it comes to healing our self-image, whether it's big traumas, little traumas, just some mean girl comments from being a teenager, whatever it is that you're holding on to, um, it's going to hit you at some point. No matter who you are or where you are, you're going to have to deal with it. And whether it's at the beginning of your journey or the middle of your journey or five years from now when you still can't figure out why decluttering is so hard and you still can't stop shopping, it's there. It's going to be there until you stare it head on in the face. And I would love to help you with this. I would love to cheer you on and give you tools and resources to help you because the faster you heal your self-image, the more and better results you're going to get with your wardrobe, the results that you actually want, right? You're here listening to me because you don't want to feel frumpy and you want to be confident and you want to look good in your clothes and you want to enjoy getting dressed, like all these different things. You want to look put together. I remember asking last year, what do you want? Like, what do you want from your wardrobe? And everybody said to me, I just want to look put together, um, which is sort of a vague thing, but everybody really wants that thing. Like they want to get compliments. Like you want to feel good in your clothes. You want to look good in your clothes. You want some style tips. You want all these things. But there's so much underneath this. It's such a deep process. Um, And I am humbled and privileged every time that I sit down with a client who shares something with me that is so deep and so real and so pivotal and important. And I cry with my clients on a regular basis when they share these things with me because I'm so touched because I know on my end too, I know that who we are on the inside is messy. And it's hard sometimes. And we just want to be a functional version of ourselves. We want to be the best version that God has created us to be. We want to be good moms. And we want to be great wives. And we want to be remembered as somebody who did, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. Um, And we want, you know, our children to rise up and call us blessed. Like these are the things that we want, right? The things that we really, really want. And I have really gone off on a tangent here. I'm supposed to be talking about clothes again, but it's not just the clothes. It's never, ever just the clothes. And I want to encourage you that you can succeed. You can have the closet you want. You can be the mom you want. You can be the wife you want. You can be the go-getter that you want to be, right? You can be all the things that God has called you to be. And if you want help with your clothes and you want help getting dressed and you want to learn how to love the version of you that God is creating, notice I didn't say self-love there because I don't want to talk about that either, right? If you want to be yourself as just a vessel of God's goodness, God's faith, God's creation, and take all of that good stuff that he's putting on the inside and make it come out on the outside, then I am here for you.
Hey there, gorgeous, before you go, if this episode inspired you and helped you to feel more confident, I'd love for you to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. Second, hop on over and join the free Facebook group at christianstylecommunity.com where you'll find Jesus-loving women just like yourself learning about style and building a dream wardrobe. Get dressed, be radiant.